everyone, and welcome to episode 115 of the App Advice Weekly Podcast. This is your host, Trevor Sheridan of AppAdvice.com, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Brett Nolan of AppAddict.net. This week, it's our 2019 Apple event special edition, all about the iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, and some other announcements from Apple. So, Brett, are you ready? I'm ready. This is a... It was an amazing show to watch today in so many ways. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> It was a definite pro exhibition. Yes, it was so pro. So pro. All the pro you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do get there, we're going to go in the order of the events of Apple's presentation. And they kicked things off first by Tim Cook saying, I'm going to dispense with my usual updates. So that was a relief. We didn't have to say that iPhone and Macs and our retails are doing great. Great. So that was cool. We saved time there. We got to go right into the Apple Arcade. And guess what, guys? It's official. Apple Arcade is somehow $4.99 a month. I know. It was so awesome. Like, to lead off with this, so good. Like, this is what we had hoped for. And it, I, like I said, I thought it would come out as soon as these phones came out. And so, yes, it's releasing on September 19th. And so we get all this uh, app. All these games are exclusive to uh, Apple, like Apple devices. And it's not on any other mobile devices, and it's not on any other subscription service. So they can be on like Xbox and other consoles and PC, but all the games in this are exclusive to this service as far as a subscription service and mobile platform. Yep. And Apple showed off three new games, or the ones they haven't previously shown. But the main takeaway is that Apple's going to have over 100 different iOS-specific games available on launch day, September 19th. It's going to be the largest launch of a subscription service in terms of number of games ever. And it's going to just be, if you're ready for games, you pay five bucks and you can play any of these games. You download them to your device. You don't have to worry about anything like that. It's just like using the App Store, but these games are yours. You don't have to, oh, this game is $6.99. There's an in-app purchase over here. I got a free trial, and then I got to unlock the additional chapters or any of that stuff. You pay $4.99 a month, and you get to play any of these 100 games that are listed on the Apple Arcade page. Right, and they're going to be releasing new games every month, I believe it was, that they're going to be launching. There's a free trial for a month, and if you use family sharing on your devices, five different accounts that are all part of your family share can all access these for the one $4.99 a month subscription. So you're not paying more if you want more than one person. It's $4.99 for your whole family to have access to these games, and you can kind of limit them using screen time and do all that if there's certain things you want to limit your kids from playing or limit how much time they're playing these games. Basically, all you do is sign up, get your free trial, go to the little tab on the App Store for Apple Arcade, and then you have access to all these games, and you'll be be able to play them with touch and with those physical controllers because obviously if you're playing an apple tv you're not going to have a, a screen in front of you, you it's going to be your television so you need some sort of uh, external input device which is going to be like an xbox or playstation controller and also it's worth noting if you listen to us outside the u.s this is going to be available in more than 150 countries on launch of september 19th and Apple's really done a good job to kind of balance it out. So on stage, we got to see Konami show off their new Frogger game. And then we got to see Capcom show off Shins Shinsekai Into the Depths. Perfect. And those both, 
look outstanding. And then Annapurna is going to publish a Samogo game called Sayonara Wild Hearts, which looks just out that usual Samogo fashion. <laughs> but this whole new rhythm based tapping and fast paced game. But really, the takeaway is you have a game from Gameloft and Sega, and then you have a game from like Devolver Digital and Finji, or then you have Bandai Namco and Ubisoft, and then you have Blowfish and Snowman Games. So they've balanced it out. They have these big named studios on board, and then they have these indie developers all working together to make this Apple Arcade offering. Yeah, and I played Sayonara Wild Hearts at PAX East earlier this year, and it is so much fun. The description of the fact that you're like playing a music video is perfect, and the music in that thing was so, so good. I can't wait to play more of it. I tried it on the Switch when I played it, uh, and so now it'll be fun to play it on an Apple device or my Apple TV. The other cool thing I've noticed is on my Twitter feed, I've seen developers that we didn't even have an idea that they were making games kind of for Apple Arcade. All of a sudden, now the floodgates are open. They can finally announce this stuff. And so, like, there's a uh, point-and-click adventure game called Jenny LeClue, which I saw at PAX East a couple of years ago. It was kickstarted almost like three or four years ago, and it's finally coming out like three years past its original release date. But maybe this was part of the holdup because they're coming out on Steam and Apple Arcade on the same day. And so it's finally getting released after all these years. But it's nice to see these indie developers really climbing on board with this. How they're earning money, I don't know. They're never gonna, I'm sure there are other NDAs that they can't release and tell people how it all works. But I'm hoping this is good for developers, because that $4.99 is good for my pocketbook. So, excellent. Yeah, you have that whole family sharing built in, too, so your whole household can dive into the same pool of games once you sign up for Apple Arcade. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. These aren't these, you know, quickly forgettable throwaway games. These are deluxe, expensive experiences that they're getting away. You know, all those games you see on the App Store, they might be $6.99 or $4.99 or $9.99 or $2.99. These are the premium games that are going to be part of this $4.99 a month service. This isn't like, oh, it's just like Candy Crush or Clash of Clans or something like that. No offense to people who play those games. I'm sure they're plenty enjoyable for you, but I've always seen these games as kind of like time wasters rather than enjoying my time, like actually immersing myself in an experience. And that's what all these games are designed around. It's not like, oh, I'm sitting in line. I got five minutes to burn. Let me just switch a few candies or do some Clash of Clans thing. This is like, okay, I'm going to set aside some time to play these new games. I'm going to go and try this Overland game because it looks like this awesome survival adventure experience. Or I'm going to dive into Skate City and see this new experience from Snowman Games and all these different ideas. You know, it's like Square Enix is making this brand new RPG adventure specifically for iOS. These aren't little tiny games. You're not... You know, this $5 is probably the best you can spend on gaming, no matter what platform you're using. Yeah, and especially, I, I'm happy to see that they are committing to saying they're going to be adding more releases every month. So it's not like you're going to get into these 100 games. Sure, there's probably going to be a percentage of them that you're not going to enjoy. But a large percentage, I got to imagine you'll find stuff that you'll like. But then people, just because of the mentality of the app store, are probably going to try to, like, burn through these things quickly, even though these are, from what we can tell from the initial information we have, 
these are really detailed releases. They are not cheapo releases. And even if you're someone who maybe, maybe you do buy one game a month or multiple games a month, well, this is going to cost you no more than if you were to buy one premium game each month. And so you might as well check it out, especially with that free trial. Uh, and so I'm super excited. I cannot wait. I will definitely sign up for the free trial as soon as it's available. One interesting bit of information that came out just from Apple's uh, newsroom press release specific to Apple Arcade is they say Apple Arcade will be available on September 19th with iOS 13. So we knew that was coming on the 19th because it comes with the phones. But then it says on September 30th with iPadOS and tvOS 13, and then in October with macOS Catalina. So this is really the only peak we've had into when iOS 13 is being released on all the different platforms. So it looks like on the 19th, you'll be able to start playing right on your iOS devices, like your iPhone and iPod Touches, and then you'll probably have to wait uh, for the TV and iPad until the end of the month. You can start on my birthday, and then uh, <laughs> go on macOS in October, if you're someone who plays on, on, a, on a, like, a, I hate to say PC, but on a Mac. Right. And really, again, I don't know how Apple's going to make this work. Just to put the numbers in perspective, at $5 a month, you can get a year for $60. So I, Borderlands 3, absolutely amazing. You know, Gears 5 or NBA 2K, the new version of Madden, they're $60 premium titles. You'll probably enjoy them. But for the next 12 months, are you going to enjoy this game? Or for the next 12 months, you can play over 100 different iOS titles, and that number is going to climb every single one of those 12 months. Right, right, exactly. It's it's a no brainer. This is probably the best. Not to spoil the rest of the show, but this is probably the best <laughs> announcement of the entire event. This might be the biggest no brainer that Apple's ever released. Yes. And so, again, you can get a free month. You don't believe us? Take the free trial for a month, and when you're blown away, you can say thank you to us later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so after the Apple Arcade portion of the program, we did transition over to the Apple TV Plus. And Apple showed us the new C trailer. They talked about how the few different shows that they have and all these people are signing up allegedly to watch the trailers and all, all that cool stuff. But it turns out that we actually got the official details. Apple TV Plus is coming November 1st, so a little over a month after Apple Arcade. And guess what? It's going to have the same $4.99 a month price. So we talked a lot about, oh, is Apple TV Plus going to be around $9.99 with Disney Plus at $6.99? How are they going to compete with that? Well, Apple came in at $4.99. You know, that doesn't discount the Disney Plus three-year deal, but that that's over. And so now $4.99 compared to $6.99, Apple has no real content. But the real selling point, the real distinguisher is that if you buy a new device, a new Apple device, whether it's an iPhone, an iPad, an iPod Touch, a Mac, or an Apple TV, you get one year for free of Apple TV+. Plus. Right, so that's like 60 bucks off of that device if you were going to subscribe to this. Like you said, there's very little content here to start. So they have maybe so it was tough because they didn't really give a lot of details. They just kept on saying we're gonna, we have these 12 titles that were up on the screen and so many more is all they said. But there was no information in the original uh, 
presentation as far as how shows are going to get released. Are they going to be dropped in full seasons? Are they going to be released episode by episode? So then you had to wait for more details to come out in the official press releases afterwards. And so they pretty much have about nine confirmed titles that will be available at launch, another five that they said would be added in the following months, and then the information as far as how they're going to release, they said that they'll premiere most series, whatever that means, will premiere with three episodes available immediately, and then there'll be new episodes weekly of those shows. There will be full seasons available of some series all at once, but for the most part, you're looking at something to keep you going week after week. You have to tune in uh, to get the new episodes. That's definitely good to note. And also, you're going to have a seven-day free trial, so it's not a full month. It's just the seven-day free trial, kind of what HBO does to get you where you're not going to watch everything in that time unless you're binging it completely. But for five bucks a month, it's not that that big of a investment. You know, you can really experiment that, okay, I get seven days, I'll start watching C or the morning show or whatever. And I think really just watching one or two shows at a time for five bucks isn't that big of a monetary investment. You can actually consider it. You know, there's not five billion things to watch like Netflix or Disney Plus is going to offer. But part of me just is really happy that Apple made it included with a new device. So if you're going to get one of the new iPhones we're about to talk about, you get Apple TV Plus. You don't even have to think about it. They're just giving it to you. So now you can dive in whenever you feel like, oh, maybe I'll try this show because I got this for a year. And I think 12 months from now, Apple TV Plus will have a different perspective. And it's just great that Apple's using their services kind of as a bonus to the devices they're selling. Like, if you were going to buy an iPhone regardless, this doesn't really sway you. But now you just get it as an added bonus. So I think that's how they should treat their services, where Disney and Netflix, they're entertainment companies. They're literally selling you entertainment. Apple's a device seller. They're a hardware maker. They're selling you hardware. and so to improve that hardware here's some other little things you can get so to me well one nice thing about that 499 again it's a whole family sharing thing so the 499 everyone in your family can use it so i assume if you get that free year and then one of those devices is on your family thing then everyone in your family share gets to use it the one thing that makes me a little suspect about this whole thing is well first some news broke as far as when this was announced all of a sudden, Roku's shares dropped like 12%, which I don't understand why, because Apple is showing hardly any content for that $4.99, and you still have to buy um, the other services like Hulu and those through them, just like you would with Roku. It's not like you're getting those for free. You're only getting the Apple original content. What I think the reason why they're not only giving this away for free as far as to really just kind of get people in the door is they can now say, say they sell a million of these phones, and now people sign up for this thing for free, they can say, we have a million subscribers right out of the gate. Like, they're pretty much giving away to guarantee super high subscription numbers from day one. And whether or not people are actually going to watch the content or consume it, that really doesn't matter. It's more of about those numbers of saying, we have this super huge subscription base. Because to me, this seems almost more like CBS All Access as far as content-wise. It might even have less than CBS All Access. But it's more that price point, that amount of content that's in there. It really is not, if you look at it, 
a competitor with the Disney stuff or Netflix or even Amazon as far as sheer amounts of content. Right now, it looks like it has so little for the $4.99 that they almost have to give it away for free to get people to jump on it and try it out. And to me, I probably will wait to use my seven days until there's enough content on there, unless for some reason I buy like a new iPad or something. Uh, otherwise, I don't know that I would sign up right away. I'd probably wait. I have no problem because <laughs> I plan on getting a new iPhone, so I'm getting Apple TV Plus and going to try out these shows because honestly, with Netflix or Amazon or Disney Plus, you could have a, an infinite catalog. Right. But guess what? You watch one show at a time. So, so really, you got to go to the platforms that offers the shows you want. If Apple wants to focus on quality over quantity, they can, but it's going to come down to these shows. Are these shows the quality that is going to matter? And right. I mean, I thought really the C trailer that they showed looked good, uh, but it, it just I subscribed to all these other services. There's so many other things I'm watching. I'm going to be playing games on Apple Arcade. Do I have time to watch all this or consume all this? That's the big question is where do I find the time to even watch what I already have? Well, yeah, I, I always just jump around from platform to platform anyway. I'll, I'll use Netflix for a month. I'll watch, you know, Stranger Things and mindhunter or whatever and then i'll go over to amazon and now i'm watching good omens and the boys and then i'll go back over so i'll go month to month for all these different services regardless but that is apple tv plus again if you plan on getting what we're about to talk about you're gonna get it regardless so you get to try all these new shows and if you're on the fence or anything they give you a seven day trial you can watch the first couple episodes with disney doing the episode by episode thing and with Netflix now experimenting with that, too, it seems the way kind of companies are going. For you to have that tip that you're, they're going to do three episodes and then weekly, that sounds kind of like with The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. so doing I mean, I think it's kind of weekly. shifting back, especially because that'll keep retain people because they're not getting it all in one and then quitting for a month and then coming back like they'll it'll keep people in the system. And also that argument of numbers is fun because again, if Apple sells, you know, five million or ten million iPhones in week one, guess what? They got five. I know to 10 they're going to be able to say we're Apple the fastest growing subscription <laughs> streaming service, and that's what it is. It's all yep. about optics. That's what they're going. And again, they sell devices. That's what they do. So investing six billion on shows when you're making you know, 80 billion or whatever guess, in a quarter. Yeah. I guess it's not that big of a deal. I wish I could do that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not sure how developers are going to, like, Apple is taking the brunt of this for TV, but for Apple Arcade, they're having the whole developer balancing act. So they can set whatever the price they want for TV Plus because that's all internal. They see how the monetization works for devices and the crossover and any kind of overlap. But for Apple Arcade, it's four ninety nine a month, and you have over a hundred developers that you have to split it out to. How many people are you going to get to sign this up? I don't up know. To I really wish I knew the out? details of how that. Because isn't it based on a time thing too? Like if I put all my time into this particular game, I have they no get idea. most of my I have no idea how it works. Yeah. 
I, I have no idea either. So I hope that it's sustainable. I hope that they found a price point and a model that's sustainable. Because like you said, as a consumer, it's super win. But developers yeah. need it to be a win to keep it going. And so now it is time for new hardware. And Apple started out with a new 7th generation entry-level iPad. So this is their $329 iPad. It's going to be 10.2-inch Retina display. It has full-size keyboard and Apple Pencil support. It's going to have all of iPad OS 13 in it. And it's going to be available to order right now while we're recording. Yeah, and, and so this is pretty much 30. the same as last year's. It's just the slightly larger screen. It has the same A10 Fusion chip. Uh, it just has the 10.2-inch screen mm -hmm. instead, probably because then it the proportions are right for the pencil and keyboard and all that. Um, but yeah, the otherwise, keyboard, yeah. if you're looking for a less expensive, this is now your entry. 329 for that 32 gig, 429 for the 128 gig, uh, or 299 if you use the educational discount. Yeah, so this isn't like a groundbreaking offering from Apple. It's no new version of the iPad Pro. It's no real new version of the iPad. I mean, A10 chip, we're going to be talking about the A13. Right, so yeah, and this is even quite a while ago. These are Fusion chips. I don't remember what the difference was. But uh, yeah, this is, this is an older chip set, uh, but it just helps flush out their, their whole lineup where you now you have the Mini, the iPad, the 7.9-inch Mini, the 10.2 iPad, 10.5 Air, 11-inch Pro, and 12.9-inch Pro. So now they have that nice spread ranging from anywhere from 299 or 329 all the way up to 1499 if you want that insane one terabyte 12.9 inch iPad Pro. And I think it's a good time to also mention that they Apple went over iPad OS 13 for this real briefly, but they went over what it's capable of. But Apple did make no mention of iOS 13 itself during the presentation. We found out after the fact with press releases that it is going to be available on September 19th, the day that the new iPhones are going to launch. But they did no recap. They didn't go over everything. They didn't highlight anything. And this is kind of a reminder from our WWDC talk that iOS 13 doesn't offer that much. I mean, they're adding dark mode, which is selectively for certain people they like it and other than that i couldn't even tell you one feature that's coming so apple's like you know what screw it yeah it, they'll it find was very out when weird, it's available normally they just hop in and they highlight at least a few features to remind you it's coming and they didn't even do it i was shocked like i was expecting maybe near the end they were gonna say it but they just did nothing with ios 13 like i remember like the siri voice is changing they're adding their own google street view i i barely remember what's coming I guess I'll be surprised when I load iOS 13, except for Apple Arcade. I know that's coming uh, on my devices. And then uh, I don't know. But yeah, it was it was weird that they didn't even mention it. And so, again, iOS 13, you can be able to update your devices, your existing devices without buying anything new on September 19th. But if you want iPadOS 13 or TVSO, TVOS 13, those aren't coming till September 30th. And then we didn't talk about TV, but I did also want to mention that Apple didn't introduce a new Apple TV. I kind of thought they were going to with Apple Arcade, with Apple TV Plus. There was rumors that the one more thing would be a new Apple TV with a better chip to kind of handle the game processing. 
or a more affordable model, but we got no mention that Apple TV. Yeah, I was, is that was that another surprise. Unless I thought maybe they would do it uh, near the end. Yeah, I thought it would be the one more thing, or maybe they would have an event before November when Apple TV Plus launches. But then it's weird because the Apple Arcade will already be out, and a big. I don't think there's any tw- other yeah, Apple they, event. I doubt they're going to have do. like a October event now. I think we're stuck with these same iPad Pros for another year, unless it's a press release update. I don't think we're going to have like a big to do about new uh, iPad Pros this year. Yep. And so Apple did then transition to the Apple Watch and... It turns out there's a Series 5, which the main idea is that there's a new always on display, which Apple's been able to figure out how to make the display go from 60 hertz to 1 hertz to show you always what time it is. So I guess those people that hated flipping the wrist to see what time, now you can always see the clock. They've redesigned all of their watch faces to have this new low light mode where it's always on and not using as much power. It has the same all day battery life to still offer that display. And they've also adjusted the workout apps to do the same kind of low light display. And honestly, the Series 5 adds that ability and then it adds a <laughs> compass. And oh, no, no, no. You forgot. That's about it. adds it. <laughs> the titanium version, which starts at $799. And it brings back the ceramic version, which starts at $1299. So it's an excuse to sell super expensive versions. But I've never really, I, I guess if you're trying to secretly check out the time, sometimes when you flip your wrist, it doesn't immediately come on. But you can usually casually tap your screen without people really noticing. You can c- casually flip your wrist. You put it up on the table in a meeting. Yeah, and I don't understand why this was on. such a big deal. I mean, it would be nice to be able to just immediately look at it, but... I, I'm not buying a new Apple Watch for that. Like it's this seems to be the year of let let's barely <laughs> innovate things. Yet we're going to send out the invite that says we're innovative, and I I don't know. It just seems like it they they really I said it last week phoned it in, and it just really seems like they didn't do much this year, even the OS. But the guy told me he told me it's the most capable <laughs> Apple Watch ever. Because uh. <laughs> there's a compass on it now, and I can I guess see if you're someone time I'd all the, the time. compass would be nice, but I don't know. It just it really wasn't a lot. They they no. This was the most. I like. They could have just had a press release that they updated with the Apple Watch. It's not really a Series Five. It's 4S. more just like Series Four Point One. It's a series I wouldn't 4S. even give it a Series Four Point Five. <laughs> I didn't even do enough to deserve the S. (laughs) It does start at the same $399 price, which of course is a premium over the $329 price that we had before the Series 4 existed. But guess what? That was the Series 3. And my main takeaway is that if you're looking for a deal like you've never gotten an Apple Watch, the Series 3 now starts at $199 and Black Friday is quickly approaching. I gotta imagine you can get this Series 3 for yeah, really if you're looking, especially for, like if you have a up. kid or someone you don't want to spend like a fortune on on an Apple Watch, that Series Three might be really tempting to to get someone that you, you don't want to spend a lot of money on an Apple Watch, but it'd be convenient to have one. 
Yep, so that's the Apple Watch Series 5. And then it's time for the iPhone. And so we wondered what the naming scheme will be. We wondered how many different features they will have. Well, it turns out it's simply called the iPhone 11. And with the iPhone 11, we got an introductory video, and it starts with a two-lens camera, and it shows multiple colors, and that was the entirety of the video. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't bode well for a long feature list if your highlight video only shows new colors and a dual-lens camera system. And so it turns out that the iPhone 11 is going to be the successor to the iPhone XR, and that's why there's the colors. There's six different ones. You can get it in purple, white, yellow, black, green, or product red. It's going to be the same 6.1-inch LCD display that has the rounded corners. And then on the back, they're going to have that dual-lens camera system. One of them is the brand-new ultra-wide camera, which has a 120-degree field of vision. And that's probably the <laughs> part that they spent most of the iPhone 11 portion on, is that you have this new interface. And so now instead of two times optical zoom, you can essentially do two times optical zoom outwards rather than inwards. So now you go to the 0.5x setting and it has a smooth transition as you're scaling through video if you want to change the zoom and all these different things to have the interface show you what could be on the edges if you did zoom out. So it kind of makes the menu bars translucent or transparent so you can see through of, oh, if I zoom out here, I can see this big, huge landscape view. And iPhone 11, honestly... I was surprised that it's going to include the A13 Bionic chip, which is going to be the same level as the other yeah, iPhone, so the top of the line. To me, like, first off, with the colors, we'll, we'll touch with the colors. I thought they were pretty ugly. They were like all these pastel colors. Oh, we're they going are. into fall and releasing <laughs> all these pastel colors. Like, it didn't even make sense to me. At least choose, like, a color set that's going to be something that people want. I, I would just, if I were getting this, just get. I didn't know I'd which color I would red, pick if I was uh, maybe, uh, but I, I don't I think know. Red but stood out the, the so you have that. Then they made a big deal about this spatial audio and Dolby Atmos sound. My understanding of Dolby Atmos is those are speakers that are supposed to be like bouncing sound and bouncing it down onto the viewer. Like it's like it's like a theater like experience. And meanwhile, you have this tiny little six point one inch display. I'm like, that's not a theater like experience. And you're first off going to annoy everyone around you if you have your speakers up so loud that you have this loud, immersive sound. So to me, that was a, another thing where they're, they're kind of just making stuff up as they go. But uh, then we see they did focus so much on the camera because that's pretty much all this thing has to offer over last year's 10-hour model. And then they get to probably what is the... So last week I said I wanted a camera that you allowed to zoom in more with uh, optical zoom, not digital zoom. Well, they gave me a camera that zooms out further. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to be able to get closer. And so they're like, oh, we got great range. <laughs> like, no, you gotcha. just made it worse. <laughs> Granted, I did like the fact there have been times where I'm too close in a small space and it would be nice to be able to zoom out because I can't back up enough. So. There is the one point where I thought it was actually useful, but I still think I need more optical zooming in because there's just too many times when I'm taking pictures and it's just not close enough and you try to zoom in on the photo afterwards and it's all blurry and looks terrible. So that was kind of a disappointment. Then they get to what is probably the most useless feature, which I think 
the slowfies. Who it. needs slow motion <laughs> selfies? Yes. I'm like, this is going to be one of the most <laughs> annoying things that people are sharing these things constantly. We don't need slow feeds. They're probably trying to get this to trend with hashtags and people kind of post these all over the place, have influencers really drive up traffic. But no, I, I, and there's no doubt other companies are now going to hop on this bandwagon and start offering it on their phones as well. But it just doesn't seem like a useful feature other than a novelty kind of thing. So on my notes, I put slopies in quotes and then I wrote cringe. So that was my summation of that portion of the program. But there were a couple fun things. So the two that I noticed are totally Pixel 3 features. The first is night mode, which is entirely software based. They didn't really do anything to the camera to enhance its night uh, night photography it's all software rendering just like what google does with the pixel 3 and then also on the front facing camera if you transfer to landscape mode there's now a wider sensor to grab more items and again that's what the pixel 3 is known for so it's interesting that apple grabbed both of those and then their distinguishing feature yes. <laughs> was the yeah. slow oh, One other thing I did th think was useful was the quick take thing. So now you've always had the ability while you're filming video to tap a little button and take still photos. Well, now while you're taking still photos, you have the option of holding down the shutter button and now immediately start recording a video as well if you press and hold it down. So I thought that was kind of useful because there have been times where if I'm taking... One or the like before I used to be able to take the, the still photos, but there's been times where I'm taking photos and I want to, oh, like, oh man, I should have recorded that. Normally, I get like a live photo which captures some of it, but this was nice if you want to just quickly switch without having to swipe and get back over to the video and then start a video. And usually, more often than not, you don't actually start it, you thought you did, but you didn't. And so, this would be convenient to be able to just press and hold down and start recording. It did show the power of the chip within to, you know, because that whole delay when you're on a photo and you switch to video and it like transfers the camera over and you're losing valuable milliseconds that you need to capture what you're trying to capture. And so this just the real time rendering of everything that you're doing as you switch between the different lenses of zoom plus the photo to video was definitely impressive. And then also they had stereoscopic depth to the portrait mode. And if you've ever used portrait mode on a non face, you know that it has a tough time grabbing an object to set the standard. So now it's going to work for pets or inanimate objects to be that able was to create nice. that same I, portrait mode Because I do effect. use that a lot, actually. I usually will switch to portrait mode just because the photos end up coming out much nicer. Uh-huh. Yep, definitely agree. And so they also talked about Pascal's Wager. It was a new uh, upcoming game. And they didn't mention that it was coming on Apple Arcade, which I thought it was interesting. To highlight it on stage. Yeah, so that one wasn't Apple coming, Apple. right? Because they said it was pre-orderable starting next month. Unless yeah. it's something so it's that's all within that purchases. But yeah, it was also weird to show it on what is arguably the worst phone that they're going to show up on stage and not wait till they're even better phones to show off this game. Like, I don't know. It seemed kind of odd. Yeah. And so the iPhone 11 is going to start at $699. And guess what? That means there's an iPhone 11 Pro. <laughs> and I don't know about the Pro moniker. I don't know about 
any of that, but I do know that the device that they showed as an iPhone 11 Pro, it started with a similar kind of video. And the main takeaway is there's different colors and there's an extra camera lens. And it was almost the I shot for shot iPhone pre, you know, sizzle reel comparison, but there's a third and camera so when lens. They showed and that different picture of the phone colors. For me, I don't know what it was because I was on my, I was on my phone screen. And I was actually had it propped up and it was away from me, but it almost looked like the gold color was like furry. I don't even know what was going on. It was they were they showed the front of oh, the is device that what it was? with oh, okay. the screenshot, you know, one of their wallpapers, and it was so weird because you're highlighting yeah, the colors. Odd, I have no idea why I, they did that. And so the colors on that were um, midnight green, which looks like forest green. Uh, was it? I'll, I'll let you say the other color because I know you want to say it. <laughs> and so, luckily, Phil Schiller came on stage because he is great. He announced a very <laughs> pro space gray because you know the my it iPhone so 10s yeah, space so gray amateur. doesn't even compare <laughs> to the, <laughs> it's amateur hour space gray. So now uh, they have a very so pro different. space. Gray. I mean, you could just see it. But I knew we were in trouble when Phil took the stage for this one because he just likes to talk and drone on in detail about the most boring, pointless stuff and like it's the most wondrous stuff. And I knew we were in for a long haul for this pro. And he must have used the word pro at least 50 times during this. I don't I don't know. I should have counted. <laughs> It felt like a thousand. I mean, if if you drank every time he said <laughs> Probably, pro, you'd yes. have alcohol poisoning. <laughs> it, it was absolutely insane. And so this is some great quotes they had other than a very pro space gray. Is This is the first phone we have called pro, and it's the best product we've ever made, even if it were not a pro. So <laughs> what... <laughs> I, I don't even know how those two sentences went together, because essentially... This is the iPhone XSS. Apple can call it 11 Pro all they want, but it is exactly what we thought. They have essentially gave us a new third camera lens, which is the telephoto lens. If you're keeping track at home, the iPhone 11 has the same exact wide and ultra-wide lenses. I looked up the tech specs to make sure. It's the same aperture and degree of uh, field of view and it's the same exact lenses for the wide and the ultra wide. The only difference is the telephoto lens. And that's actually the mid-tier lens, which is really weird. I like the iPhone 11 has the same new ultra wide feature that they talked about. So I wasn't exactly sure how much difference the pro camera lens, because this wasn't like I'm super zoomed in or super zoomed out. It was just like the regular lens that they already existed on, I think, the See, iPhone XS. That was 10 the had distinguishing the wide lens. and the telephoto. And now the new one's the ultra-wide. Okay. Yeah. The new one is the ultra-wide, but I'm just saying oh, well, the iPhone well, yeah, 11 also yeah, yeah. has the ultra-wide. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's uh, weird. And so uh, <laughs> they said it's a new telephoto lens in this one that lets in 40% more light. But otherwise, they just spent so little time on nothing. Like, they said, oh, it's got this great new uh, optical zoom range of four times. But that's two times in and two times out. It doesn't give you any better optical zoom. Like, it's just in the opposite direction, which we already just talked about on that ultra-wide camera lens. And then they 
showed some pro photos, people that took pro photos with it to show you what you can do. Uh, and then they showed you also video taken with the, the video portion of it. Then they did something where, like, I don't think they even knew what they were talking about. Where they're like, now we're going to do a sneak peek. And, and then they they started talking about this neural engine and deep fusion. And basically you take nine photos and the software will generate like the most perfect photo from those nine photos but this is going to be coming in a software update in the fall it analyzes every single pixel of those nine photos and finds the best pixel of each photo and smashes it together i think right. that's what and so what i'm assuming like the other ones with hdr you it keeps all the old photos and you can decide if you want to keep them or not or i don't know well so, but I, I have no idea because it takes four in advance and it takes four afterwards and then it has one in real time. But what happens if I move the camera? Doesn't, you aren't would the pixels so. all messed up I, of what it's analyzing? The, my guess is no, but and I'm guessing it doesn't cover quite right yet. <laughs> if this isn't in baked into the software yet, that they're still debugging this thing because portrait mode came late when they first true, introduced true, the yeah. 10 plus. But I will say so that there was a, a demo of idea. the Filmic app, and that looked actually pretty cool. Uh, so that allowed you to like see what all the different lenses are seeing, and then kind of build on how you want to take your vo- photos of video. I thought that was kind of neat, but it's just I I don't I don't know why they would also then just focus on if their built-in tools are amazing. Why are you having someone show off like this other? third-party camera app as well like uh, it was very odd the whole thing just seemed very different from their usual things like they didn't seem prepared phil didn't seem prepared he seemed all over the place he seen it like stumbling over his words constantly during the thing and even even tim was struggling at points too It, it the whole thing it started off strong and deteriorated as soon as as Phil Schiller took the stage. Yeah, I mean, you had a portion of the program where they have almost the same exact OLED screen from last year. It's the same 458 PPI resolution. I mean, it's a great screen. There's no doubt about that. But what they did was they improved the brightness so it goes into higher nits so you can see it in the sun. I think it goes from 800 up to 1200 now. And... Then they had they improved the contrast ratio. They doubled it from a million to one to two million one because your eye couldn't even discern the difference at a million to one. So I'm sure two million to one will <laughs> help a lot there. I mean, just to put those numbers in perspective, the iPhone 10R and the new iPhone 11, they have the same screen and it's at 1400 to one contrast ratio. And all anybody ever said is that it's a great looking screen. I mean, it's already at 326 PPI. Way back when they first introduced a retina display, they said that your actual iPhone retina cannot discern a higher quality than 326 PPI, anything more than that. And your retina cannot figure it out. It doesn't see that it's any better. So they've gone to now this from 1 million to 2 million to 1 contrast ratio, and it gets this new super retina XDR display name. Because and I, I have no idea why. They they it's threw out this they new tagline for no reason. Monitor. That's what they wanted to do. They're like, hey, you remember the thousand dollar monitor? <laughs> You're kind of getting a smaller version of it on your thousand yeah. dollar phone. 
I, I don't know. It just, yeah, the, no one yeah. ever calls him out on that statement they made way back when with the whole retina thing. Like you said, they said your human eye is not going to discern better than this. And yet now they keep on saying, oh, well, now this is better and this is better. But if we're not going to discern it anyways, what's the point? Yeah, it sounds like it's just a point to throw numbers and compete with what Samsung says and stuff that I don't really care about. But they also said that there's four more hours of battery life from the iPhone XS up to the iPhone 11. And that's definitely impressive, but it's less impressive when you remember that when the iPhone XR came out last year, they said it had two hour battery life, better battery life than the iPhone XS. And now the new iPhone 11 is an hour better than the iPhone XR. So really, the iPhone 11 Pro is just an hour better than the iPhone 11, if we're extrapolating the math, math out properly. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it didn't, like, four hours seems big, but it turns out that the XR was just way more energy efficient than the XS. And, you know, it came out a couple months later, and they just figured out how to improve it. And so no, we year really over year, need, it's not and, that big well, of a change. Well, then there's also, they said it comes with the, the fast charger. But all of the stories I've been hearing now is that fast charging actually can cause more damage to your, to your battery, there's lithium-ion batteries, than just, like, a normal slow charging does. And so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to believe. I haven't looked in deeply into the science, but yeah, they're giving you this nice 18 water river is fast charger. But if this is going to destroy the battery and you can't replace the battery yourself, then I, I really don't want to be charging that fast. Yeah, though, I got to just go back to the whole idea of the presentation taken as a whole, where it's starting off strong. They're flowing well. They're getting different people out. And then, like you said, Phil comes out and they get to this section about photos. They bring these photos up on screen and I I just tuned out completely. He's talking about f-stops and apertures. That is the little text in the bottom right corner. He's talking about photos and I don't think he knew what he was talking about. He's just listing off and rambling this stuff. And if that wasn't bad enough, they then transitioned to talk about the A13 Bionic chip, which we just were told about with the iPhone 11. But now we have this vice president of Silicon at Apple and we'll have him come out. And that was probably (laughs) the most boring part of any panel or presentation I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like a college lecture where the guy's talking about how they made Silicon transistors. Like I'm going to learn how to make one myself now. And it was just so pointless because we already talked about the A13 Bionic. It's not like it's a brand new chip. Right, and you maybe we have just talked about the of your audience 11. that thought this guy was the most fascinating speech they've ever seen. The rest of us are bored <laughs> to death. Like, he doesn't even have visuals to make it interesting. You just stand there, like, rattling off information. I mean, we have no care for it. It doesn't mean anything to us. We care about real-world usage. I don't care how you made the stupid chip. I'm not right, going right. yeah, to try to replicate seems, what you did. Like, it, at that point, everything just came to a screeching halt. Like, we already had so much momentum. We came in with the Apple Arcade. Everything was awesome. They were, had actually decent presenters, finally, for once. And then we get to this and it's just oh my gosh just move on i just want to get to the one more thing and then then we didn't even get it but yeah it never comes 
Oh, God. I mean, even when they were talking about that video interface, it's really cool that, that you can go from 0.5x to 1x to 2x, and it just makes one continuous smooth transition in the video. It's not this, like, sudden jagged jump. But then they're like, oh, anyone can do this type of video at home. Right here, we had somebody who was up on a cherry picker 50 feet above. Oh, yeah, that's super accessible yeah, for me to do when I'm making my home movies. Where they, they said, oh, yeah, and all those shots overhead, they was like all these cars racing in a desert. Yeah, all those shots from above were done handheld. Well, where was that dude? He must have been in... Yeah, I totally called BS when they said those were handheld. I yes. mean, there was one that looked like drone footage. I don't know how you do that handheld because it's in motion. It's one thing to go up in a cherry picker and do a still photo, but you're doing a video where you're moving along with cars yeah, that are I going don't, like 60 I, miles per hour. Unless there was a fake hand holding the camera that was hanging down from a drone, <laughs> and then technically it was handheld. <laughs> yeah. but. Really, I think my main takeaway, so after this whole boring portion of the program, they finish the iPhone 11 Pro, and then Tim says well, thanks, we're so Pro honored, Max. and all that cool we good have the, stuff. The Pro- but they, well, the Pro Max isn't anything different this year. It's right, just the, the 6.5-inch versus the 5.8-inch. Like, usually they no, they've but kept the name one is extra feature. This year like, you've didn't. already said Pro. <laughs> oh, the, the name is dumb. Yes, you've already Pro called Max it Pro. Is, you really need a Max. And so the Pro is starts at $999, and then the Pro Max starts at $1099. And pre-orders are going to be available on this Friday, September 13th at 5 a.m. Pacific, because 12 p.m. Pacific, or 12 a.m. Pacific was absolutely perfect for me. So I know, it was 5 a.m. is much nicer, that's 8 a.m. for me. <laughs> I know, and actually getting the phone, although you I kind of liked it at 3 a.m. because that meant most of the East Coasters weren't, I wasn't competing with them. So I could get through and get my reservation at the, at the local Apple store. But uh, and now 8 a.m. is right in the smack of my my commute. So I almost kind of preferred the other time. But at least I'm not even ordering this time. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. So but if you are marking your calendar, keep in mind this Friday, the 13th, 5 a.m., you can pre-order one of these phones if you are intrigued by them. And then they're going to be available in store and delivery on the following Friday, September 20th. So you're not going to have to wait very long if you do want the 11 or the 11 Pro. But now that we have that out of the way, I do just want to say that if you need a new phone, like say you have the 6, 7, 8 or whatever, you're, you're in the market for the new phone. You're like, I've had enough of this phone. It barely holds a charge. Whatever the case, you have an Android phone. I don't care what the reason is. If you are in the market for a new phone. I think the iPhone 11 is a more valuable proposition for you at $699 versus $999. I went through the tech specs, and it's tough to say that there's $300 worth to move between the two devices. Like, there will be some people, I need the Pro, I need the top of the line regardless. Fine. There's some people who want that 6.5-inch Max, so that's their only choice. It's $1099. Okay. But for everyone else, the only real difference between the 11 and the 11 Pro is a telephoto lens, the stainless steel versus aluminum enclosure, and the screen, the screen, the size. yeah, the the actual OLED screen, yeah. And so, if you don't like, again, the OLED screen is super impressive. It's absolutely amazing, but that's not to say that you really can tell the difference. I mean, the 
the 10R screen is pretty damn impressive for an LCD display that they've been able to create. So that's it. From aluminum to stainless steel, an extra telephoto lens, and an OLED screen for $300? I mean... I think you should well, save the $300 and just get the iPhone is also, 11. Uh, that's only a 64 gig. You really have to go up to 749 if you want the 128, if you're going to be taking 4K videos and and photos and stuff. Does the 999 No, that's a, 999 is also uh, 64. So you're, yeah, yeah. Okay. So oh, well, right, right. Yeah, it's, I'm talking about well, saving three hundred dollars because if you want the so the other thing the, they kind of stressed was anyway. like their new trade-in program, which didn't seem. I thought they already were trading in phones. It seemed like they were giving for the ten. Uh, they were giving you four hundred dollars for the ten. Uh, and I don't know yeah, what the cost, what they give you for, and I think they said it had to be an eight or better. Maybe it was an eight plus or better. Um is what it was showing, but I don't know what they would give you. But if you had like an eight and you went to the uh, 11, it might actually not be too, too expensive if you have the right trading, if you're trading in from like a, uh, from an eight or an eight plus, I'd, I'd have to see what it was, but they were taking off a decent amount. It seemed for like a two year old phone, uh, especially nowadays, you don't tend to get as much as you used to. Yeah. So the iPhone 11 it looks like it goes down to three ninety nine with the trade in. Oh, you can go all the way down to like the six S six plus and stuff. So let me pick. If I pick an eight, they'll give you two twenty for an eight. Okay. So, but yeah, the ten they'll give you four hundred bucks if it's in good working order. But even two hundred and twenty for an eight doesn't seem too bad nowadays. Yeah, so that's something to consider if you are going to buy it right from Apple and you don't want to deal with one of these third-party trade-in or selling it third-party. You might be able to get a decent amount of money for your trade-in, too. You can look on the Apple, uh, Apple.com. They have it right there to choose. Yeah, it's definitely something to consider. And I, I just, I don't know if it's like an achievement that there's an increase from the 10R to the 11 or it's such a failure from the 10s to the 11 pro but both models aren't as different as i would have hoped the apple didn't make that clear distinction like this is a pro phone i was so surprised that the a13 bionic came to the lower end model and that they still had the brand new ultra wide lens camera on the standard model it was it was just surprising that so much came to their entry-level iPhone of brand-new iPhones. Yeah, it seemed like they were focused more... Like, they didn't even focus all that much on what made the glass and the metal on the Pro model so special. They went into, like, excruciating detail on that chip, but they didn't really tell you what the whole materials that went into it that make it this Pro so much better than the non-Pro. Like, they... They, I don't think there was enough information there. They just spent information on nothing and didn't really give you a lot to to make you, this is why you need the Pro, this is why. And I think it's because they don't want to disparage either model. They want people to buy one of them. So they couldn't really go after one and say, well, this isn't nearly as good as this. They, But I don't think they did enough to really sell you other than just keep on repeating the word Pro, 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 Pro as to what made this thing so pro. 
And the features that they focused on, they spent most of their attention on the new ultra-wide lens that lets you either zoom out to get a bigger picture or to be able to take pictures within tight spaces, and then the A13 Bionic, and both models shared that. They didn't, when they got to the Pro portion, they rehashed, their main talk was ultra-wide lens and A13 Bionic in the Pro section, which we just covered in the non-Pro section. That's what was so mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It almost seemed like he didn't prepare. Like, he got up there and was like, uh, I'll just use his slides. Yeah, I'll just repeat what the last person said about the iPhone 11. No one's going to notice. I'm just going to use his slides. I'm coffee off him. I don't know. It, it, yes, it was weird. It was it, Even the interface they showed for the new camera, I couldn't tell what the telephoto lens accomplished because they showed that same going from 0.5x to 2x on the regular 11 and then they showed the same exact interface on the pro of the 0.5x to 2x i mean but is it digital versus optical well no the digital is five times you're the telephoto i'm not sure what they're trying to establish with it like i always thought the telephoto was there to zoom in that's how you did the two that's what i thought that's how you did the two times optical zoom i thought that's what the telephoto lens was for yeah and they still showed i guess the standard photo is actually the wide angle lens of the iPhone 11. That's like its basic standard mode. And then you zoom out to the ultra wide. But then on the iPhone 11 Pro, I can't imagine that the standard is the wide or the standard's still the wide. And now telephoto goes in. Okay, that's how it goes. And then ultra wide goes out. So on the iPhone 11, you can't go in at all. You just can go out. Right, right. You don't have the optical zoom in. You only have digital mm-hmm. zoom in. So that's that's where to me it would fail because a, the digital zoom just looks like crap most of the time. I yes. really want like a four times optical zoom uh, is what I need in in, in <laughs> not out. I don't care about like, out. Imagine if you were at a sporting event and you're like, oh, I'm going to take a picture and all you can do is go out. Well, now you, the players look even smaller. Than, <laughs> I need to get closer to them. Or you're at your daughter's recital or whatever. You're sitting however many rows back. You Oh, great. I got more of the audience in blackness. You know, I need to see that dude dark. standing off stage. I can't see him. I got to zoom out so I can see him peeking through the curtain on the side of the stage. There it's we go. Such a I got weird it. Use case. I like know. it's awesome. Oh, I went to a national park and I talk, took all these awesome photos. But if you're not there, you really are going to zoom in. You see like a bird when you're walking down the street. You see a cute dog. You see people across the street you see a store it seems like all these things you want to zoom in for not zoom out for really it would just replace the panoramic photos is all it does hopefully you don't have to do those and get those weird pictures where your dog looks like a caterpillar because you walked (laughs) through the whole scene but that's gotta be what it is i mean that's really what but i'm hoping for 2020 they increase the optical zoom in that's what i need to see but the problem is that the making it thinner and thinner and keeping these phones so thin. Well, now you just add can't. a fourth lens next year. Oh, it yeah. will be the the improved telephoto. Yes, it'll be the <laughs> super telephoto lens or something. Yeah, so yes. you, now you, that's how they're going to do it. Four cameras next year. I'm excited. Perfect. Every year we'll get another camera on that phone. I can't wait until there's just cameras the whole back. Like you put you hold your phone on the back and you're covering cameras. They'll have to have like a special holder that you can hold your phone so you're not blocking cameras with their hands. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
I'm sure now that you've listened to us talk, you're super excited to get your new iPhone pre-order on September 13th. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, <laughs> if you have an old phone, this it may not be bad, but really, I'm holding off. I have the 10. I could upgrade. I've had my two years. I could upgrade if I want to, but I'm not buying one of these phones. It's not worth it to me to spend the money. I'm going to continue using my 10 for another year and hope that next year, even though it's going to force me probably to get a bigger phone physical-wise, uh, physical size-wise, I'm definitely going to hold off until next year. You, I mean, you all, you get these amazing deals for your upgrades through your program. So I understand why you would do it, but I'm not Yeah, I'm super biased. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have that program, the 10s is perfectly fine. I don't really see anything that I'm missing out on by not getting the 11 Pro. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And if you do have a Series 4 watch, you should be good. Honestly, the Series 3 watch is probably the deal. I think the main takeaway is that Apple Arcade is the absolute must-have. Don't care about new phones or whatever. Spend $5 a month. Don't worry about $1,000 or $700. $5 a month. Get Apple Arcade. And then keep in mind that that Apple year of Apple TV, hopefully there's some other new devices they launch. You know, I'm sure it's not going to just be running for the new iPhone launch. They're going to have it keep going through early next year, don't you think? Uh, probably. Oh, and one thing we should mention on that is you do. So say you buy one of these new phones, uh, the Apple TV Plus doesn't start till November 1st. Well, you have three months after you activate your brand new device that you purchase to sub sign up and get your free year of service of Apple TV Plus service. So, I yeah, you're getting the phone before the service actually starts. So you do have three months to go ahead and sign up and get that free free year of service. So don't worry about getting a new phone and not being able to sign up right away. You will be able to. You just got to do it within three months after you activate the device. That's good to note. And I think that's everything for episode 115. Yep, that's all I got. Be sure to follow us at AppAdvice and AppAddictNet app <laughs> on Twitter for updates throughout the week. And to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you later.